Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Quick note from editing Roxy. This episode was recorded uh, before Cube Entertainment dropped Pentagon's latest comeback trailer uh, that featured Yanan. So thanks for that, Cube. That makes us look dumb. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Crazecast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Amber, and today I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Jay and Roxy. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. And as well as we have a special guest, uh, you might know him as one of the writers who helped write the iconic song Move by Tame In, and most recently helped um, on Map of the Soul 7, uh, Aiden. Hello. <laughs> Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Nice to be here. So to keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze for exclusive interviews as they come up. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that helped make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash craze magazine to check out all the great perks we have for members. Every week we've been bringing this up, but our magazine, our Monster X mini zine is still available for pre-order. We'll be announcing shipping date very soon, so keep a lookout for that. So, how's everyone doing? Great. Doing fine, despite really bad air quality right now. California's yeah. still on fire. How that are you and Jay doing? <laughs> it is, um, it's been yellow outside for the past like few days or so, which is kind of crazy and kind of creepy, actually. But you mean I mean otherwise you know it's it's been it's been fine. And thankfully, it hasn't been hot as hot as it's been forecasted because of all the um, <laughs> the <laughs> the clouds from the smoke. So I mean you know that's the one plus. Right? I, How is it in San Diego? I, I wonder. Um, it's it's not that bad anymore. It's starting to clear up just a little bit. It is still like gray, yeah. overcast because of all of the smoke. Um, it was hot yesterday, but it had like it wasn't like last weekend where me and you were like in the hundreds, you know. At least right, it's not exactly. like that anymore. One thing, exactly my thought. <laughs> one thing I've never had to deal with is anything around me being on fire, so I can't even imagine. It's not fun. Um, awesome. So first things first, Aiden, we've had the pleasure of interviewing you for the magazine before, so. For those who may not have caught yeah. your interview, do you want to give a quick introduction? Yeah, um, I my name is Adrian Lewis. I am a producer, songwriter, uh, singer, songwriter. I have worked a lot in K-pop. <laughs> Obviously, I did a as Amber said, Taman's Move. Um, I worked on Map of the Soul Seven, uh, Inner Child, recently. Um, I've done stuff for NCT Dream, uh, Girls Generation. Uh, tons more and all that but um yeah uh, my interview was um just kind of like generally about like I guess the the come up and and you know the history of, of me getting started in k-pop and all that stuff so um yeah you should definitely check it out it's, it's a very good read I think I agree as the one who did the interview I learned a lot <laughs> talking with Aiden 
um, hearing like about what it's like to work um, with K-pop artists in general, how the process can be different from group to group was really interesting um, to learn about. Um, Roxy, Jay, do you guys have any questions since I've already got to ask uh, Aiden like a bunch? Yeah, me and Amber have, have talked a lot, quite a bit since uh, since the interview as well. I feel like I imagine that like K-pop fans must think it's like a surreal experience to work with these artists. Is it like sort of that way or is it kind of chill, I guess? Um, you know, as as a person who was a fan of K-pop before I started writing for K-pop, um, I will say it is definitely a surreal experience. I think, um, I think with anything, uh, the more you do it the cracks start to show again that's that's with anything it's not just with with k-pop it's it's at the end of the day it's also a, a much as fun as it is it's still a job so you know there's always going to be things that come with it where it's just like eh, you know not not really into this but like um for the most part i would say that it's it's definitely it's definitely um one of those like little childhood dream realized type of situations for sure <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. I get that way about, like, running the craze, because sometimes just, like, the stuff that goes on related to K-pop news is, like, do I really have to deal with this right now? Right, exactly. You know, you know, That's it's, such it's, it's a not move. always a fun thing. But <laughs> what are you watching right now, Aiden? Like, I know we talked about how, like, when you, your connection to K-pop kind of started from, like, anime and, like, J-pop, that type of stuff, and brought you into the K-pop world. So are you watching any new animes lately? Yes, actually, that's a wonderful question. I would love to talk about um, The Promised Neverland, which I just binge-watched all the way on Netflix. Oh, I actually have the I first believe- manga of that. Oh, yes. So you, you understand you understand my obsession then. <laughs> it is, like, it's it's really dark, but it's, like, really cool. It's not for the you faint know, of heart. I didn't expect it to be that dark, which which is is funny because uh, the I won't I won't spoil it for anybody. You should definitely watch it if you haven't seen it, but um, or or read the manga if you haven't. But um, it, I going into it, I expected something different, and then after after the first episode, I was like, uh, wow. The first episode will mess you up if you aren't prepared. I watched the first yeah, episode seriously. and I'm like. I can't watch the rest. Like, this is too much. But I know, like, the story already because it's just like, uh, can somebody just summarize? Right, right. It's, it's, too much. it's a very heavy, it's a, it's a very heavy type of, uh, type of story, but I, I fully enjoyed it so much. And then on top of that, um, or in addition to that, I, I haven't been watching too much anime, honestly, uh, lately. Um, I've been in the middle of a move, so, um, my content consumption has been down the past two weeks, but, um, I binge watched, uh, it's not an anime. It's the show on Netflix as well called Away. It's um, it's Hilary Swank's new new space. I guess it's like you could call it like a space opera, kind of like a soap opera, but space. Um, it's also very good. It's if you if you enjoyed uh, the movies Gravity and Interstellar, you would probably enjoy this show. It's like a mixture between the two. I swear, but, I looked at Netflix today and I saw that, and then I decided to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I might go back and watch that later. <laughs> Not also not a bad uh, choice <laughs> as far as movies go, but yes, Away is also it was also a surprise to me. It was better than I expected it to be. Also, some really good music on it as well. So if you if you just you know are into finding some good music, that's a good show to check out. We love I a good OST over here. 
<laughs> I definitely yes. recommend Demon Slayer. It, I mean, everybody's talking about it. It's all hype, but no, it's really good. So yes. I recommend Demon Slayer because it's so good. There's been a lot happening in K-pop recently. A lot of really interesting releases. So let's talk about that. We don't always have the opportunity to have a producer who's familiar with the K-pop genre's ear. Uh, so Aiden, uh, what's something that's come out recently that's kind of caught your attention? Um, well, first of all, I definitely have to say Timmy's um, album has been a delight for me. Um, I always love everything Timmy does, but I think this album it really, it shows a lot of creative uh, progression. Um, so shout out to Timmy for that. Uh, Criminal and uh, my personal favorite on the album, Black Rose, is, uh, is amazing. And then um, just aside from that, I've been checking, I've been, again, I've been in a move, so my, my content consumption has been down a bit, but um, I recently checked out the new ATs um, joint, which I've been really, really enjoying a lot. We're House of 80s fans here, too, so <laughs> we're all, we all love them. Yes, let's go. Because I reviewed the Taman album, and I was just like, yes! Yes. <laughs> yes, that was also my exact reaction. Oh, Jay man. is a Taman fangirl, though. Are you not? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, as, 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 yeah. I am still, like, Criminal musically was amazing, but I'm still so I'm so fascinated with the like the music video story. I've got some thoughts yeah. about it, but those will have to wait till we have an after dark episode. I don't get okay, like I can't <laughs> comprehend Taman trying to be all dark and stuff because like I watched him on Hello Baby when Shiny was on Hello Baby and he acts like a baby. <laughs> so like it's there's cognitive dissonance when I'm watching that video because I'm like, what is going on here? Taman is baby he is i i think Taman will always be baby as well like he's he's always going to be kind of the 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 baby of of shiny you know as 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 um you know as sexual and like as gyrating as his tips may be he's really (laughs) trying to break it he's like he's He's really trying to break through that phone but (laughs) i don't i don't know if the shallows are gonna let him, him do that though most shallows are grown now so like maybe Right, I know, right, but it like would, it, it might, it might. But I think, I think the shawls, I think shawls, um, really, really protect him, like, like their, like their, their child, which again is, is, is uh, it's an amazing thing. Definitely agree. Oh man, Taman, we could go on and on about that man. <laughs> I have a whole episode about Taman, honestly. <laughs> and um, uh, just to, to be, to, um, you know, to be super general, I. I have also been um, really enjoying BTS and Blackpink's uh, English songs, Dynamite and um, Ice Cream as well. Ice Cream is stuck in my head for some reason. I've only heard the song once, but it's been stuck in my head. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. I was was pleasantly surprised by that. I think um, it's definitely, I think a lot of of fans were a little bit um, expecting something a little bit bigger. Um, It's definitely kind of like a little bit of a low-key bop. But it's 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 catchy as as hell for sure. Same with awesome. dynamite. Too. I, I've been in love with dynamite. The lyrics kind of threw me off at first, but with, like with I, dynamite. Yeah, I don't know, Jay and Roxy. I don't know if you felt the same, but I'm just like, what are these lyrics? Like, sure, it's a bop. What are these lyrics? I guess it's true Western pop 
<laughs> right. style. It's right in in traditional Western Western pop format. The lyrics, um, the lyrics aren't aren't all always completely um, make total sense. But it, I think in general, the song is really good as far as you know a, a pop song goes. Like something that's that's meant for radio, it it really hits the marks in my opinion. And of course, I, I think I think a BTS they always shine with their videos, their visual aesthetic as well. That's another another big part of that. Dynamite was a lot to watch. That was a lot. <laughs> and they had they had the second video too, I think, right? It was like the director's cut or something. Yeah. It's a lot of BTS. When it comes to writing your songs, like are you given like a general theme or you just go off of like what's in your mind and um like I have this type of feeling and I want to write about it, or are you just given like here's like a general sense of what we'd like? to happen whenever you receive like a job to write a song and produce a song um it's a little bit of both um a lot of times like labels will send out uh briefs we call them briefs they're basically um like they're basically just like little one sheets where they talk about um the artists that they're looking for songs for who what, you know what their project sounds like um and then the it tells you what type of song that they're looking for and, and it gives you some references and stuff so Usually we'll we'll try to work off of the brief, but for the most part, I um I try not to get too caught up in briefs because uh, at the end of the day, what they really just what they really want is just a good song. Um, I think if if as long as you give them a good song, they'll uh they'll you know they'll make it work with the artists that they have that are looking for songs. But for the most part, I I, I try I try to just I try to try to find a midway a, a happy medium between uh writing to a brief and doing something that I love because at the end of the day you creative creative creatively sorry creatively I think you get the best songs when you're just kind of doing stuff instead of thinking about hey I need it to sound like this I need it to sound like this it has to have this structure that type of thing you know and so like how many times do you go through a song where you're just like I think this is it like how many times do you usually go through it before you're like I'm comfortable where it's at I'm gonna send it off it really depends. I think um, for me personally, I try to go with, I try to go with my gut. And I think usually that means the earlier, the earlier takes, like for me, like the way that I work is um, I like to start with, with a beat or with, with a chord progression. And then I'll just kind of like freestyle some melodies over top of it. Um, so, so when it comes to that, doing that type of thing, I usually think that my first few ideas are probably my best ideas um just naturally when you're listening to a song i think um i think your your initial ideas tend to be the best ones because those are the ones that just kind of pop up real quick um they tend to be the catchiest you know but uh it can really it can really depend because sometimes sometimes it just doesn't come that easy so you'll have to really sit there and, and think of structure and think of okay does this actually fit with this artist because uh you know creatively like you might do something that sounds really dope but it might not sound like something that that artist would do like if i do something really cool um it could sound great for me or it could sound great for you know a certain another artist like it could sound great for nct but it wouldn't be great for Timin, or it could sound great for you know for v from from bts but it won't sound great for i don't know for jimin or something like that you know so it just it really depends it's just you just work on it until you get get something that everybody in the session can agree sounds strong that could be 10 minutes it could be a couple hours it could be a few days like you never know 
that sounds like a lot like you guys have a lot of talent to be able to just get this little bit of information and just transform it into something that like k-pop fans either love and overplay or um like find themselves listening on occasions um but it's music itself wow that's just as someone who is not as creatively inclined it just blows my mind (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's 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 a it's a weird thing i always um i always think of, of writing music as like it's a cool superpower like you're creating something out of nothing and this thing didn't exist before and now it does like an hour later which is always such a cool thing to me um but you know it can also be pretty taxing it just you know sometimes sometimes with anything creative it just it'll come naturally some days and some other days it it may not come naturally like maybe working with somebody uh that you really really vibe with and other days you may not maybe work with somebody that you're just you're not as used to so you have to try a little harder you know but it's all it's all fun though as a a k-pop fan i i always i always have fun working on k-pop that's what's what draws me to it the most i think like it's always it's always a little a fun little adventure have you ever like that you can tell us have you ever had like a that aha fanboy moment getting like a brief being like i get to write for this person or i can't like being like oh how like looking back at where you started to now be like I can't believe I get to work with all these people I used to just listen to. Like, have you ever had moments like that before? Oh yeah, absolutely. Every single time I get a brief, <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Literally every single time I'm just like, how the how how the hell am I getting how the hell am I getting like little like actual requests to work on stuff for for these artists? It's honestly it's a little it's a little mind blowing sometimes. I try not to um, get too wrapped up in the grandiose of it um, because I think that when you when you get really wrapped up and you start to create uh you start to create really high expectations for yourself that it's 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 always going to be hard to meet so but um yeah i i have fanboy moments all the time whenever whenever i get any type of brief i'm just like yes it's so awesome that i'm able to do this even 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 when i'm you know not even working in k-pop it's it's always such a blessing to think that i'm able to um do this as a living you know like I get, I get messages from fans like all the time, like asking, like fans who are trying to get into writing music and stuff, asking like how to get into it and, and all that stuff. And it's it's always so uh, mind blowing thinking of where I started and and how I'm how I ended up here. I did have another question for you, Aiden. So, um, like mm-hmm. when it comes to your creative process, I know that there, there's gonna be days where you know it's just like it's just not happening. And so, like, what are some things that you do to like? You know, sometimes we just have to step away from what we're doing, what we're working on. It's like, well, so what are some things that you do for yourself to, like, bring you back down to, like, a place where you feel comfortable again in terms of creating and other stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think for me, um, whenever I'm feeling, whenever I'm working on something, I feel like it's just not coming. I think most of the time for me, that's because I'm thinking too hard about it and I'm, I might be, like, low-key kind of stressing in my head about uh about it so it just helps for me to kind of like do something that relaxes me and for me that's um like maybe it might be going for a walk just kind of like listening just zoning out in my headphones to like some songs that I really enjoy um I really like doing that a lot um also I I play a lot of video games 
that's kind of like my my um my guilty pleasure so I'll, yes. I'll probably just like sit down and play like a, a, a video game that I'm working on or I mean that I've been you know chewing away at or like my switch or something like that just something something that kind of allows me to not think about music or to not think about what I'm what I'm supposed to be doing and then that way when I come back to it I'm kind of fresh and I I get to sort of listen to it with fresh ears video games is the best way to like get out of Absolutely. creative space because like um, you, get, you get to go into off into another world too like it's just it just kind of takes you out of yeah yeah, I mean, because uh, I'm a designer, so I've been doing a shit ton for the, the Monster X um, print issue. And there are some days where I can't even do anything. Like, what you're saying about creativity makes so much sense to me because, like, the way that you do things, like, you can't even explain it. It just sort of comes out and, right. like, it, it forms itself, basically. And there's no way to explain that to a person that doesn't, you know, experience that. But yeah, exactly. It's it's just it's creativity is something that you can't force creativity. It just sort of happens. Um, so it's like, what do you do when it's not happening? You have to do something that will allow you to, you know, allow you to sort of detox it. Because again, like I think the the main thing that for me, the main thing that stops me from being able to get my creative ideas out is that I'm stressing too much about not being able to get my creative ideas out which is the irony in it but you know when you're when you're able to not think about it you can just kind of come back with fresh ears it's um it's akin to um there's this thing that i do with my music um whenever i've been working on a song for like hours and hours and hours um i do this really weird thing called that i uh call basically it's called it's like like aural coffee beans like for your ears you know how when you're when you're you know how when you're like you're browsing for perfumes or whatever or like cologne they have those coffee beans to help you reset your senses your, yeah. your nose it's kind of the same thing for um your ears and basically what i do is i pitch my songs up or down um on the scale so that they sound different and basically what it does is just it resets your ears it's kind of the same thing with when, when you're when you have a creative block you have to reset your ears or you have to reset your 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 eyes or your senses or whatever it is that you're using so that you can think clearly and come at it with a, with a different perspective. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing to do. Like, yes, yeah, cool. Actually, like if, if, even, even if you, if you not are not a producer, this is a cool thing for fans too. Like if you, you know, that feeling that you get when you hear a song for the first time, it's like this magical feeling. It's like, Oh, I love this song. I'm obsessed. I'm going to play it a million times or whatever. And then after you play it a million in times it doesn't feel as fresh it doesn't feel as new it doesn't feel as exciting anymore if you pitch that song up or down on the scale and then listen to it again it kind of gives you that feeling of it being new it may not be the same exact feeling but it's very it's very close you should definitely try it. it's like a little fun thing a little fun exercise for fans who want you know to get interject some new life into their their favorite song <laughs> maybe that's what i have to do with uh boy with love because it got played out so much here in South Korea. <laughs> and I'm like, anytime I hear the first notes, I'm like, turn it off. Uh, yeah, Boy Would Love got, Boy Would Love got played out just, I think, just in general. I, I don't know. I don't know if the, the oral coffee beans is going to help you with that one. <laughs> yeah, you might be, you might be stuck there, Amber. I'm not sure. <laughs> <sighs> Man, that song... At least there's another song that can be played instead of it now. 
<laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a new song to, to outplay. So for the article this week, we were going to discuss uh, dealing with member changes. So this is uh, an old fan advice article that uh, Amber wrote. I believe it was around the time that Pentagon had their issue. Just I just say that because like... It was, I think it was like a week or two before, after Edon left. Yeah, so... This is something that I think every K-pop fan is familiar with, is having to experience one of their groups losing a member or something awful happening where a person leaves and then it's just, it's just a mess. So we were going to discuss that this week. So since, uh, since I wrote it, I'll kind of give an overview of things you should know. So I kind of broke it up into the two types of lineup changes that could happen. Sometimes it's not a permanent change um, and sometimes it is. So like some groups that are facing like temporary lineup changes right now are EXO. Like poor Lei has been stuck in China forever. EXO's, um, EXO's been like, has lost Lei for three years. I don't think he's coming back. Well, he still markets himself as a member of EXO. It's cause China's like, you are a global ambassador now. So you can't be with EXO right now. Like By right now, like, they mean never. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Lei has also expressed that he does frequently still keep in contact with the members, and he misses being with them. So he's still there. And then his most recent, if you watch the Lit music video, um, SM's credited in the credits of the music video. So he's still there. It's just we can't have him just yet. Speaking like, of, he's still, um, he's still under contract, but you know, he, for all intents and purposes, he can't really, really do anything. Yeah, like government stuff is weird. Um, speaking of Cube, uh, Pentagon is still dealing with another quote temporary lineup change. Um, Yanan still hasn't yes. been allowed to come back from China. I, I, what has it been two years now for yeah. him? Jesus Christ. He left because of injury and, like, like health concerns. And now he keeps being like, Cube, can I come back? And they're, like, they're ghosting him. And it's so frustrating because it's, like, he wants to perform. And, like, Pentagon's already down another member because their member went to uh, their oldest Jinho or Junho? Jinho. Jinho just went to the military. So, like... That poor group was losing members left and right, and I'm so nervous for it. That Pentagon has had issues ever since Cube kicked out Edon. There's just been something that's not working for them. I think that uh, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. So many groups are dealing with that. Like, male groups specifically are more prone to those temporary lineup changes um, with members going to the military and then coming back. Um, and so there's, like, a lot of things you can do to, like, distract yourself when it comes to those things, like, keeping track of, like, hey, when is my, um, when is my idol coming home? I know Jay and I are both patiently waiting Bang Young-guk's return. Um, her and I are both, like, when is he coming home? Um, other things is, like, flooding your favorite group with support while they're waiting for these members to return so they can be active as a whole. Um, the hardest part of when lineup member changes is when it's a permanent lineup change because those permanent changes happen for both good and bad reasons. I don't know about you guys, but the first time I experienced that was with EXO when uh, Tao left. A lot of oh. these companies 
what they like to do is say that like, oh, they're just, they're injured. So they're going on a temporary hiatus. And then like four months later, you find out they actually want to terminate their contract. I mean, I suppose they try the health. They try going on the health break because sometimes when we get, like, I know me, when I get overworked, I'm like, I'm done. I want to quit. So maybe the health reason is their way of, hey, let's try this. Let's not make any hasty decisions. But we all know how SM's reputation with their Chinese artists. Um, Definitely, like, Roxy, I felt it with EXO except when Chris left. And Chris was my bias out of EXO at the very beginning. And I was just like, why? This came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, what? I remember being so devastated just because it's like, he's my favorite. Why? All of a sudden, there was nothing wrong. And then it happens. And having to cope with him leaving and then Luhan and then Tao, it's just like, do we ever get a break? Like, who's next at that point? Right. It, it happened with um. It happened with Shiny too. With Shiny members. I've I've been a um, Shiny fan for a bit, and um, that was also it was something I didn't really um understand at first um because I didn't really know uh I didn't know about that specific thing about about Korean culture. Um, it's kind of it's interesting to see what what the labels end up trying to do in the meantime. And how they've kind of like you know they kind of parlayed Tinman into Super M um, in the in the meantime and, and all that stuff. It's 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 really interesting to me. I know Shiny is dealing with both temporary and permanent lineup changes. I know um, twenty eighteen was a rough one for Shawls um, going into twenty nineteen and just the dynamic of the group changing a little bit during um, that that time of processing and growing um there and Taman being the only one who didn't ship off to the military immediately afterwards um so a lot of really hard things going on there um the other thing uh with these permanent lineup changes aren't always the member's choice that happens um like what happened with Wanho and Hanbin there's also a member of Day Six, like right when they debuted, that got kicked out from JYP because he was dating. Yeah, yeah, he was da- the the story is that he was dating a fan site and feeding illegal information that way. And like JYP is very strict when it comes to like ethics policy um, for their idols. So there's just so much happening there that was a bad idea. Everything that he did was a bad idea <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Wait, so what was Can someone refresh me? Um, so Day6 had one additional member before they were supposed to debut, but before their original, like, before they were to debut, that member got kicked out because he was found out to be um, having inappropriate relationships with a fan site master. He did debut with them. Congratulations was the only track. Or yeah, he was right. the first one. Right, my bad. I didn't get into them until after all of this happened. His name was uh, Junhyuk, apparently. I don't know what yeah. ever happened to him. He must have quit. He, um, he uh, for a brief moment, he was part of uh, the unit. He didn't make it that far, though. And then 
recently we've had the issues um, with, well, we know why Songri yeeted out of the group, and that's for another day's discussion. Um, but with what was happening with Hanbin and Wanho, Wanho voluntarily left his group. I don't remember, did, did Hanbin leave or was he kicked? Uh, I believe YG kicked him. He was kind of used as a scapegoat, to be honest. Yeah, he was. It's so unfortunate that the way the industry functions in Korea, that these group members that are, like, kicked out or leave for the sake of their group aren't able to find their way back. Like, what we see now with Wanho, he's made a successful solo debut, and that we're just now hearing stuff about Hanbin. Um that definitely looking forward to that right i was going to say that really speaks to the the power that fans actually have when it comes to this type of stuff um like the support that fans put into it it can really really change i think the outcome after after the the number change definitely i know a big um discussion that happens a lot between international fans and domestic fans or Korean fans is about whether or not to support that member after they leave. Um, a lot of discussions over, um, for example, Stray Kids, when they lost a member, it literally split the fandom between supporting um, them by themselves and not supporting their former member and then their former member, supporting their former member in them as a whole. Um, in my experience with Korean fans, once a member leaves, they don't matter anymore. That's interesting because at least I know from my perspective with, you know, five years under my belt and seeing this happen over and over, I feel like a lot of times the international fans at least attach to everyone in the group. So if one leaves, they kind of freak out about it. Right. And the worst part about that is that like, if a member gets kicked, you don't know what they did to get kicked. So, like, were they doing something illegal? Were they, are they bad people? Like, you don't know. And I feel like that makes it more difficult. And then people tend to fight each other more often about it. No, absolutely. Um, like, we saw what happened with Wanho. That, like, there's a minority part of the, f- um, the fandom at large that are very much solo Wanho fans, solo Wenny, but a majority of uh, Wanho fans both support Monster X, Monst- Monster X and Wanho together, um, but as separate entities. Um, and the same with a lot of different groups. Um, my thing is like when these groups lose members, like what happened with Pentagon, um, it kind of just changes their trajectory like look what happened with icon we haven't heard much from them since han been left yeah seriously <laughs> i was gonna ask what even is happening with icon <laughs> beats me um i did want to also inject is like it's just not because we've been primarily talking about a lot of boy groups that have happened it's also happened in Female groups as well. Um, I think the notorious girls' generation situation. Notor- yes, them. The after-school graduation program, which you know, at this point, after school is non-existent. Um, even though there are members still technically under Pledis, um, there's that. And then you have. I feel like when it comes to female artists, like when they leave, it's a little bit more like, oh, okay, because. 
um, like for example, Kahi from after school, she left because she wanted to get married. She wanted to have kids. Same goes for Sanye when with the Wonder Girls, you know, every, it's a little bit more accepted that, you know, they like, if they choose to leave because of these reasons, like, it's like, okay, well, it's understandable, but like, when it comes to other members leaving, sometimes it's like, whoa, oh, I guess, like, it does happen, too. Isn't that kind of what happened with Jessica, was that, like, there was, like, a huge backlash, because it was really sudden, wasn't it? And, like, SM didn't really say what was going on there, either. I feel like a lot of these companies, I know specifically JYP himself has said that he does not speak on why people leave the company because he wants those artists to be successful. Um, Like he doesn't want to like hamper their success. So like if the artists themselves speak on it, but I don't know if other companies have that like policy. Do you think that it's, uh, do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing when it comes to um, actually helping an artist's career after the after the change I think like personally I think it's good especially for big three companies because they hold so much sway in the industry um, that it could really hurt an artist um, from like finding their way look what happened um, with Ailey she left a small smaller company and it, she had to fight like tooth and nail to get airtime at all Didn't she get blacklisted? Yeah. She's fighting her way out now. God, that's awful. She's such a good singer. It's it's crazy. I feel like, though, girl groups face more temporary lineup changes than they do permanent lineup changes. I think a good example of that was, like, FX, right? Um, Yeah. Rip. I know they're technically not, like, disbanded. They're inactive. They're inactive. Crystal is about to leave, so, like, Rip... um, but yeah, I feel like the the mistreatment, at least in the sense of like inactivity or like losing members and stuff, is kind of seems to happen a lot to girl groups. Hundred percent agree. But the the expectations of male versus female groups in the K-pop industry can take a whole other episode. Yes. Oh. That's, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, So all of us have had a group that's experienced a lineup change, whether it's been a male group or a female group. How, how are we coping with it? (laughs) Like, what are you doing to like deal with it? I know for me, um, one of my top groups, BAP, they technically didn't disband, but they're just off doing their own thing in different companies. Um, and so just waiting, I'm playing the waiting game and just supporting of each member as well as I can. I don't know. What about you, Roxy? What are you, how are you doing? I know you liked Hanbin a lot. Yeah, uh, I was never like super into Icon. And like the reason that I kind of latched onto the Hanbin thing is because I felt like whatever happened to him was very unfair And that, you know, YG was just trying to cover his ass because everyone here knows I hate YG. So, (laughs) um, I mean, he did just confess to all that gambling. So you've, you've, you've been knew he was shady. Uh, It's really obvious that he's shady. Everything he's ever done is shady. But like, I feel like when, like when Pentagon, 
um, lost Edon. I was like really super into Pentagon at that time uh, to the point that they probably could have become one of my, you know, big groups. Um, and I sort of just stopped uh, listening. I kind of just like went somewhere else because I also felt like that was not fair what happened to him. So like, it, I guess it depends on the circumstances. So like if a group member leaves and I feel like it was for a reason that's like not cool, um, as in like the company kicking because you're dating, something like that, then I'm probably going to distance myself from that group. But if it's like a member decides for their own health or whatever to leave the group, then I'm probably more likely to sort of see where they go and kind of follow along with them because, you know, I don't, I don't think it would be fair for, you know, people to lose their entire career because they got out of a bad situation. No, I definitely agree. Like that one guy from the boys, Hyunjun Hyun Hua, his stage name is Hua, who left the boys due to injury and has just like become like stupid hot Instagram model. It's, the glow up is real. It, it, when he resurfaced looking like he belonged on the cover of Men's Health, it just shook the entire fandom. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a, that's a good, that's a positive, uh, positive outcome from it from the line of change <laughs> definitely and like as much as i hated seeing edon leave pentagon he looks so happy living his best life with Hannah. see i think that's i think that's what a lot of fans may not completely understand is that sometimes like it, it goes back to you know what we said earlier about you know it, it's it's still a job for the for the idols too like some of them may be in really bad situations that they just are not happy with and them leaving is it can can be just a better thing for their life, you know. Like they just are going to be able to enjoy their life better and, and live live really the way that they really want to. I think that's um that can be a hard thing for fans to reckon with sometimes because as a fan you don't get to see that side of things. You see the the glitz and glam, and you see you know them killing it all the time and everything. You don't really you don't always process that they may not really be happy doing what they're doing. Uh, I was going to also bring up um, how are, how is everybody dealing with, you know, we, we talk about member members leaving. How do we feel about new members coming into the group and how is it like, how do you cope with, you know, Oh, somebody left. And then now there is somebody new coming in. How do you adjust like to a member lineup change in that way? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, there's only two groups that I could think of who have done that. Three. The third one I don't really listen to anymore. Like, Yukis has had new members be added. Uh, Kunika and K&K has had new members be added to their lineup. But the one that has been, the, like, the most successful has been N-Flag. Like, oh, yeah. They do that a lot, don't they, since they debuted? Yeah. Like, they've had members, like, come and go. And it's been the quality doesn't change which has me shook a little bit <laughs> like um, I think prime if they can do that if they can switch out um a member and and the quality of the group and, and the music and everything still stays top notch i think that's um that's a cool idea actually like you know be able to rotate members out in and out depending on you know life situations oh that sounds like what the original plot for nct was Right, yeah. Literally, oh yeah. There's one particular girl group that has done it, but 
it's kind of like, well, TR is no longer really active anymore because there's only four members left, but um, Tiara had some lineup changes and like, I felt like at the beginning, I was like, oh, they're already solid group as it is. And then now you're adding these new members and I'm like, okay. And then it got to the point where it's just like, can I distinguish you out of the group? You know, one of those things, like when you're listening to it, you know, you're just like, who are you in the group? But, like, visually, yes, you can see who they are. Um, and then when Roly Poly came out, I was just like, oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, I like this. And I'm here for it. And then, obviously, members left. There are things that happened with them. They're, they're a whole controversial can of worms to open in itself for that girl group. But um there's another group who, who who's done it and I was just like oh I, I actually don't mind the new lineup and then of course things happen and if you want to know I would definitely just research into it because their history alone on Tiara was a lot to take in I remember some of that and I'm just like ugh like pre-2015 k-pop that that's that's a lot I feel like the the adding of new members is kind of jarring in general, right? Because you have this, like, this view of a group that at least it used to be that way, where they would train together for a really, really long time so that they would have more chemistry as opposed to, like, the survival show stuff that we've been doing um, recently anyway. Uh, so I think that, like, adding a new member suddenly is like, well, how is that going to fit into, you know, what's already been created it seems like you're kind of just throwing a curveball into things it kind of reminds me of the whole thing of like with no mercy when they were creating uh, monster x how i am was just added out of nowhere to the trainee lineup and everyone's like god i hate you and so it kind of reminds me of that situation like how even the uh trainees or the other members might be just completely thrown out of the loop because at the other day, at the end of the day, wow, English, um, it's their job. So it's be just like adding another coworker to your like your team to get like get something done. Right. You guys think that it has a lot that the reception of of the lineup change has a lot to do with the group with the group dynamic. Because for example, like it might not be weird for for a certain group to have a member switch based on like how many members they have and what their dynamic are together. But for example, like BTS, when they have their first uh, member member lineup change, I think that's going to be like, that's going to be a, a huge thing because of BTS's dynamic with each other. Yeah. My oh, biggest 100%. fear was my biggest fear. Cause you know, I've been like huge BTS fan was that one of them was going to leave. Um, and I know that, you know, military time is obviously coming up, so it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. I think where these groups and these companies are kind of screwing things up for themselves is this all or nothing type mentality. Like, I'm a little jaded because of me being a Stray Kids fan, and they were marketed from the beginning as nine or none, and then now they're eight. And so it completely changed a lot of things like the end of the year last year just completely shook the fandom and they had to like completely change 
their marketing strategy for things. And I like BTS is marketed in a very similar way as like seven or bust. Right. So I feel like that's shooting themselves. in. Right. It makes it very hard later on to, to do any type of switch outs or, or lineup changes. All right. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and transition uh, into our underrated artist segment. So this week, uh, we're going to talk about the band uh, Lucy. It throws me off every time because my dog's name is Lucy. So, like, I don't know. I feel weird about it. Oh, the band is named after a dog that they used to play with. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> the irony! <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I was just, I just read through that anyway. So, <laughs> she called, um, called your dog in for the discussion. I'm sure she has a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll put uh, I'll put my dog Lucy up to the microphone and see if she makes any noise. Um, <laughs> but Lucy is a four-member band under uh, the label Mystic Story. They just recently debuted. Uh, it was back in May, and their debut song uh, is called "Flowering," and I believe that's really the only thing that they have out right now. They have another song called "Jogging," and they released an album recently, and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. The I first really thing, like Lucy. <laughs> the first thing that I noticed about them is like I, I turned on the music video, um, and it started with the violinist, and I was like, "That's super cool. I have never seen that before." That's Yechan. I think that that's a brilliant idea because if you're trying to stand out uh, from like the rest of the groups that are debuting, having something like unexpected like that is like a perfect idea. So. I, I really like Lucy. I discovered them a couple months ago. Um, the group was actually formed from a survival show. Um, they were on JTBC's Superband. And when they, they formed after that, um, and they've come up with a lot of really cute music videos and concepts. Um, the violinist is actually the leader. That's Yechan. And he, I believe he's already done his uh, military service. So we don't have to wait for him to be leaving. Um, also, fun fact, he snores really loud and his members always kick him out of the like shared rooms that they're in. Not about <laughs> that. Good God. <laughs> Interesting for such a, a, a soft, smooth violin, violin player. But that was really that was really the the big takeaway that I had from um, watching the flowering video as well. That that violin is such a good, it's such a good like distinguishing factor. I think for them, it really it really gives them some a, a uniqueness that I think other uh, groups don't have. And of course, the music the 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 music is just so it's so like it was it made me feel good. That's what I remember. And that's kind of that's that's a very nice thing, especially right now with you know, the pandemic and all of this crazy stuff going on. It was a nice, a nice relaxing time. Most definitely. I have to agree because um, when I, obviously I did my homework as Roxy and Amber like to clown me for. <laughs> um, uh, there's like this refreshing, whimsical feeling that they have when you listen to Flowering and the rest of the their album that they just put out um, that it like Aiden saying, it does make you feel good. And then tapping back into something we've talked about a little bit earlier in this podcast is that their songs are very like songs that you can find in an anime opening. 
if you get what I mean. Like, yes. I was just like, yes. I was just yeah, like yeah. It, it has that feeling to it as just like there, there's this like slice of life, very happy-go-lucky <laughs> kind of feeling that their music gives. And I'm just like, I can see this happening in an anime. Give it to I me, totally please. feel that. Um, totally so, that. We'll see for the next uh, next big anime opening. Let's do it. <laughs> I agree. Um, for those, we always do this because a big thing as longtime K-pop fans and also K-pop fans that are over the age of 20, um, we always are like, hmm, ages. So, Ye-chan, the violinist, 92. He's completed his military service. Uh, Sang-yub, he is the guitarist and the believe the main vocalist he is 94 has completed his military enlistment um one song he is 96 line um wanted to be a meteorologist fun fact um and then the baby the drummer he's 97 line so they're not infants ladies and gentlemen oh thank god just because it's just like every time it's like how old are you and i'm just like age difference uh, hello, little brothers or little sisters. I always panic because I'm like, as a K-pop fan, the first thing you look for is like, oh, they're pretty. Who are you? And then I'm like, you're, you're the age of one of my kids, one of my students. Like, I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> um, so it's always just one of those things. Um, I really... Like, Flowering's really good, but I really like their song, Jogging. It's just, it's one that I love to just listen to um while going for a walk like when the weather's really nice outside and just experiencing um the music as i go it's really it's really um calming and soothing um i'm trying to think of some other fun facts for you guys about this group oh speaking of uh junhyuk one song the uh bassist uh he was in a band with junhyuk before he was a part of lucy Oh, interesting. Um, for those who are into the, like the R and B side, they also have a track featuring Saran as well for "Missing Call" and probably one of my other other favorite tracks off of their new EP. So it's just like, ooh, I like it. Yay, more features, please. Yeah, that was that was the one I really liked as well. I think uh, "Watermelon" was also really good. I, I, I just so I love their, their tracks. All of their tracks were just so like they're just so like like uplifting and, and kind of vibey and stuff I'm, I'm really into it i really like this re- in like resurgence of like the k band last week we talked about rolling courts um and then this week we've got lucy like i'm excited to see these new like bands emerge um into the music scene well the mainstream music scene in korea so i'm very i can't wait to see what comes up next so what's our verdict on them it's good. I think they're really good, good feel-good music for right now, which is probably something everybody could use. I agree. I, I love their aesthetic also, by the way. I think their their look is, is very nice. It, 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 uh, it, uh, it, it speaks to their, their musical aesthetic as well. It's very nice, very floaty and lighthearted. I definitely am looking forward to seeing what they're going to bring out in the future because they are still new. I do like their sound a lot, so it's an, a yes for me, but definitely wanting to see what else they're going to do in the future. So I have my tabs on them. And like we say every week, um, if we like something or if we don't like something, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try 
um, try and give them a listen because there are so many talented artists um, that come out every year within the K-pop realm um, that really there's really something out there for everyone. So um, we do this segment every week to kind of highlight these groups who may not get the attention that they deserve. So definitely if you're into the bands, um, give Lucy a try. Aiden, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on all social media channels at Adian Lewis. That's A-D-N, letters A-D-N-L-E-W-I-S. And you write music. Where can we find your music? Um, yeah, you can find my music uh, on my Spotify. Is also um, It's the letters A-D-N. You can also find them on my YouTube uh, at A-D-N Lewis. Um, I also have a SoundCloud. Everything's on there as well. Same, same name, A-D-N Lewis. All that stuff. Really, if you want to keep, t- keep tabs on anything uh, related to me, music, or just general thoughts, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Again, at A-D-N Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Awesome. So, Aiden, thank you so much for joining us. We know it's a little early there um, out in California, oh, um, but we it was great to hear your thoughts on, um, like, Lucy and, like, the member changes in the K-pop world and even hear what you've been up to these days. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I always enjoy, you know, talking to, to you guys. It's, it's always fun. Jay, Roxy, final thoughts? Uh, last thoughts. Uh, stay safe, everybody. I know the world is weird right now, but again, stay safe. Uh, be clean. Wear your mask. Wash everything. your hands. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. With soap. Yes, wood soap. <laughs> uh, wood soap, please. And wash wash your hands with like twenty seconds, please. But other than that, you know, stay safe, everybody, and take care. Yeah, that sounds about good. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> This has been the Craze Cast. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.